Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That cold case you're listening to? Nasty stuff. But you know what else is a crime? Missing even a moment of whatever you're doing to go on a drink run. Luckily, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered in under 60 minutes. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. And welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Quentin. With me, as always, is my brother, Travis. And y'all are getting a double dose. Uh, Y'all are getting some double mint twins (laughs) this week. (laughs) Dude, Uh, that is, yeah. (laughs) You know... You and I should have been on a double mint commercial queue. Do you want me to bring up the fact that we were this close to stardom, brother? But you were too boohoo <sighs> backstage during our uh, backstage. Our I think it was like, yeah, I don't think there was a stage. <laughs> no, I know we didn't make it that far, but we we were supposed to be. I say supposed to because that was my fate, Trev, and you ruined it. Uh, the kid on Honey, I blew up the kids. Yes. So the sequel to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I mean, who knows how close we actually got to being cast, but we did have a callback. We made it to the callback. Yeah, we had a callback audition. Yeah, and Travis, you were just you just crying too much. You know you're what, too, you, you were too upset. How do we know that it wasn't you that was crying? Because, dude, mm-hmm. they put us in, I always wore blue, you always wore red, so that our mom could tell us apart. All right. Well, anyways, how did that uh, double mint? You, you guys are getting a double mint. <laughs> y'all are getting a double mint twin explosion this week because <laughs> you guys are getting double episodes. Yeah, which is kind of you know. This is the second of that double episode. That's right. Which means it's like Wednesday, right? It's Wednesday like or Thursday. Yeah. Whenever Travis decides to to post this one, uh, which means, dude, think about this, man. If you're about to get another one in, in, in a, another few days, dude. Yeah. You know, because the next, well, is that how that's going to work? Yeah, yeah that's dude. how that's going to work. Because we'll record yeah. the other one at some point. Three episodes within one week. So, you know what? Tis the season, right? That's right. And we're, and we're in a gifting season. mood. We are. And we're actually going to try to stick to our word here, Q, and do this in a rapid fire manner. 
so yeah, we'll try to keep the banter to a minimum. But uh, you started last week, or part one, I should say. So I'm going to kick us off with part two here. And this this band is no stranger to no filler. Well, they've appeared once. I'll just say that. They were on a earlier uh, Watch Heard episode. Um, and I, I sat on this particular album, which had already come out at that point, because I wanted to save it for for the best of episodes. So I played, I played something off of their um, self-titled EP, but I'm talking about a band called Trauma Ray, who, mm-hmm. you know, they fall in the vein of this grunge revival, shoegaze, uh, new gaze is a term sometimes you'll hear. Um, but yeah, just another solid alt rock grunge revival band. And they are from Fort Worth, Texas Q. So they're, they're in my neck of the woods. And yeah, they, they put out an, an EP back in May called Transmissions. I'm going to play the first track off the record. And Q, it's appropriately titled for what we're about to do, which is Liftoff. So here we go. Oh. This song is called Liftoff.
perfect example of of what's happening with the like that 90s grunge revival man they're blending in so many different styles of 90s rock i've heard that riff before man I, I, it's yeah, not, it's, yeah 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 and that's the thing that we've heard said before it's like you know when you're listening to bands like uh like narrowhead or soul blind or um uh bleed which is you know another side project of, of some of the narrowhead dudes uh it's just like your brain is trying to figure out and place this stuff because they have the sound down so perfectly yeah uh, that it, it just it it it's a song you've heard before you know that's the best way to describe it it makes it a really fun listen and it's not yeah. in like a cheesy way it's not a blatant ripoff yeah right exactly it's not a it's not a ripoff this new this new iteration of of grunge bands and this this song is a perfect example of that what they do is it seems like they're taking the alt rock grunge guitar sound and tone um and then the vocals are shoegaze dream pop vocals Mm -hmm. and that's not what grunge bands were doing in the 90s but that's what they're doing with this revival it's the the soft dream poppy vocal shoegazy vocal but with like heavy grunge you know sometimes like hardcore uh like fleshwater which you brought last week uh type songs right well and i was getting some like catherine wheel vocals just in the in the breathiness of it yeah and and you know and you know that that nice long intro the way i like to visualize a song is like the intro was the liftoff cue and then they switched right. to that nice soft like smashing pumpkins kind of guitar now mm-hmm. we're, in, we're in space and we're floating you know Anyway, you've, re- you've reached the the, the, the cruising altitude. Anyway, so that was Trauma Ray, and that song was called Liftoff. Check out their EP that they put out this year called Transmissions. Uh, yeah, just uh, you know, that's a, a band to follow for sure because I'm sure they'll they'll be putting out hopefully more more stuff like this. They have a, a handful of EPs. They don't have a full length record out yet. I think that was a good way to to start us. Q, you know, that, that put us in you know, in orbit, you know, we're, we're floating in space. So what are you going to do for us now here? Well, what's your first pick? All right, man. So this group I discovered earlier this year, I uh, brought a song from a single of theirs from 2019 to one of our What You Heard's earlier in the year. Uh, the band is called Pet Shimmers. They had a very like animal collective vibe only in that they're very, it feels like a collective, you know, like there's a lot of really cool stuff going on with the, all the different vocalists in the group very experimental i brought a song called supernatural teeth there's and they just dropped a single in june of this year called edgelord yeah (laughs) and um yeah i remember back when i brought that that song earlier this year you know i had said you know I, i can't wait like i'm really excited to hear what these guys do next and they didn't disappoint, dude. So I'm going to play track one from this. I guess I guess we could call this side A because this is a, a little two-track EP from Pat Shimmers. This song is called Edgelord. Spot feathers for living crew And the whole bunch confetti we threw Said how could I have a clue Ready now, it's all new. As the portrait revealed itself, 
So there, there was a second there where, you know, it, they kicked into some other part of the song. And I thought that I had somehow hit play on on Spotify and like had another song playing in the background. That's how like, you know, different it was or like, I guess, uh, I don't want to say disorienting because it wasn't that strange of like an injection of some other sound. But like, they, yeah, it was, it was yeah. kind of this, which, you know, Animal Collective does stuff like that all the time as far as like yeah. switching things up, you know, adding yep. some, some really, you know, weird kind of sound. Yeah. That's what I like about, about Pet Shimmers. Um, I love the, the harmonizing. Yeah. Do they, do they have different singers or is it mainly that guy? Cause yeah, like you said, I mean, I'm counting like eight, seven, seven people. Yeah, at least in this yeah. one picture. No, there's de- they definitely mm-hmm. go back and forth at singing, but usually it's it's harmonizing together like that. Mm-hmm. At least in the stuff that I've heard so far from them. But yeah, yeah, it's kind of hard to place a finger on on their sound. Yeah, I mean it's 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 yeah. What do you call that? Art rock, <laughs> art pop, avant garde. Oh, bedroom pop, lo-fi. There we go. Lo-fi. I'll take lo-fi. You know, it, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, bedroom pop. I love it more accurate. But I mean, I, I feel like bedroom pop, at least back in the 2010s, like when we had our music blog, bedroom pop a lot of times meant one person, you know, in in, in their, literally, you know, in their bedroom or whatever. Recording. Yeah, and that stemmed from like Tycho, Toro y Moi. Washed yeah, out. the ch- the the chill wave side of it, at least. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like bands, like you know, I, I, with bedroom pop, I also think of uh, uh, artists like uh, Mac DeMarco, right? Like that mm-hmm. stuff he was making 
uh, early on, which was just really uh, like lo-fi indie rock, right? But yeah, yeah. Now it's just a, a a style, I guess that that can be sort of blended in with anything because they're 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 experimental too, for sure, right? Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, cool. So yeah, again, that was Pet Shimmers with uh, their single Edge Lord. And rapid fire drive, pass it right back to you. What you got? All right. Here's another artist that I brought for what you heard um, not too long ago, maybe a few months ago. So this is a um, Berlin-based musician that goes by the name Rip Sorrel. His actual name is Lucas Seifert, or Seifert, or Seifer, maybe. But what I really liked about this record that he put out it's called Blurry, came out uh, a few months back, is that it it blended a lot of different things. You know, there's some like ambient electronic, more passive kind of tracks on it. And then there's tracks that kind of have like this really classic, like 90s, uh, almost down-tempo vibe to it. And so he kind of in, in in the same way that a lot of indie bands right now, like indie rock bands, are bringing back the grunge sound, there's a lot of bands that are bringing back the more classic era of electronic music from like the 90s, like that sound of of dance music and, you know, the the two the Y2K era, like electronic music, right? And he's, he's one of them. Y2K. Dang, dude. Nice. Uh... You remember that? Nice callback, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard it referred to it that way in a while. I survived the Y2K scare. Those were dicey times, man. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Um, don't forget to reset your computer or whatever it was that you were supposed to do. Yeah. Um, don't turn off your computer or something yeah. like that. Make sure your computer's on. No, I don't remember what the deal was. All the All the nuclear weapons were going to go off at the same time. Yeah, because the computer wouldn't know what to do, and you know the date red zero zero for some reason. <laughs> and that's that's what happens when a computer malfunctions; is it just yeah. triggers everything. Yeah, it does the worst off. possible thing it could do. <laughs> um, none of that happened, obviously. No, but uh, anyway, yeah. So that that era of electronic music, right? And I played a song called "Love Song," which had a kind of a massive attack vibe to it. At least it had a more of like a darker kind of. Uh, I say dark, but you know, that more mellow kind of electronic sound. This one is a little bit more, I don't know. You know what, Q, you tell me what you think this this reminds you of. So here you go. This song, again, by the artist Rip Swirl. The song is called Nonsense.
I think you're spot on, dude. A lot of reminds me a lot of that Y2K. <laughs> Dang it, that's <laughs> early 2000s um, electronic music where a lot of times they were using really like hip hop kind of beats mm-hmm. on on these kind of um, you know kind of I'm gonna say lo-fi, dude. Lo-fi is sounding like synth uh, loops and stuff. It reminds me a lot of AIM. I think we brought a few mm-hmm. of uh, his songs. I think it's uh, one guy. Back when we did sidetracks, or it was either sidetrack episode or it was your what you heard track for the Tosca episode, I think. Oh, which yeah, that's is right. Really early. Because, yeah. you know, we, we try to bring like similar artists for what you heard, I think, a lot of times. Uh, definitely for sidetracks, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, um, where, you know, it's very hip hop heavy with the beats. Um, yeah. Or, you know, kind of reminds me of uh, even like early Bonobo early bonobo yeah yes yes yeah yeah uh down tempo kind of stuff yeah Mm -hmm. yeah good stuff here's a perfect couple of perfect sentences from from the pitchfork review so shout out to sam goldner who uh who reviewed this record on pitchfork because i think he he nailed it here q this is headphone music for late night bus rides the lonesome soundtrack for the long drive home after leaving the club a bit earlier than everyone else Nice man, that dude. That actually kind of made me nostalgic for bus rides. Bus dude. rides. I, I, yeah, I was. Yeah, I used to ride the because I, you know, when we first moved up to here, I was a vet tech. Yeah. In Seattle, and I would hop on. I it took me three buses to get from Renton to Seattle, and I would hop on there. It was early morning when I hopped on that first bus, dude. And I would just throw on headphones and listen to music the whole way there, dude. Well, and, if you ever take yeah, a man, night bus ride, this is your. This is your soundtrack. Yes, perfect. That's a great descriptor for it. And then here's another one just to close it out. Talking about the record. It's nocturnal mood captures the playful sophistication of early 2000s electronica as seen through the fashion damaged club culture of today. Uh, And I think that's a, maybe that's what I, what, what I'm actually saying, you know, when I say like, because playful sophistication is a really good way to describe artists like Eamon Tobin or Bonobo or, you know, even Massive Attack, right? Like there's this, there's this like vibe or there's this quality to it that just makes it seem elevated, I guess. I, I don't know. Maybe it's the jazz elements of it or something mm-hmm. like that. That's definitely what elevated Eamon Tobin for sure. All right, Q. Well, that's again, Rip Swirly. Yeah, that's great, dude. If you like that, the whole record's great. And like I said, there's actually some tracks on here that are kind of more ambient, which is kind of cool. And he's got some guest vocalists that show up on a handful of the tracks too. So there's actually quite a, a wide range of, of vibes on this record, including ones like that song and the one I brought to our What You Heard, which is more in this kind of early 2000s era electronica vein. But I'm just saying there's a lot more to that record than, than just that sound too. So check it out. And I'm going to pass it back to you, Q. What do you got for us? Who's going to bring the first 180? Hmm. Well, now you're now you maybe second guess what I'm going to bring next. I don't have any Meshuggah in store for us, Q. So thank God. Or anything like that. So you know, <laughs> you can rest assured. All right. Well, you know, what, dude. I think this vibes well. So it's not going to be a 180. This podcast is no stranger to this group. One of my favorite groups of the last several years sound the sound carriers 
Mm, I just nice. talked about them a few weeks ago, man. And if I remember correctly, they dropped their first single for this record at the very end of 2021. Yeah, it was called Waves, which is actually the first track on this album. So it got me stoked because I knew that coming coming down the pipes in 2022 would be a, f- a full full length album. I remember the hype, dude. Dude, yeah. So the sound carriers, they're that like they've got that 60s pop like loungy posh vibes, you know? Like they've just perfected that sound. Yeah, it makes you think of like, you know, lava lamps and shag carpet. Go go like boots and go go and mod dancing and yeah. like mod fashion yeah, and stuff like that. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And same with um, you know, that this nineties grunge revival that we're hearing. It never feels like a copycat. Mm-hmm. So this album came out in January of 2022. So this is like one of the first new albums of the year that I heard. Didn't disappoint. I love everything these guys do. And you know, dude, I'm purposely trying to like pick artists that I've not already gushed over a million times for my final five of the year. So obviously this album could make it in my top five of the year, but I'm purposely bringing them a little bit earlier so that I can play, you know, some different artists that you may not have heard of for my for my top five picks. So anyways, here we go. The Sound Carriers. The album is called Wilds. Song I'm bringing is Saturate.
man, that was just a, a like flower child 60s pop song, man. Almost like Mama's That's the it, Papas man. or something. That's it, dude. That's the song carriers. And they, they, they do it so well, dude. But what I was going to say was like, yeah, with some of their earlier stuff, it had more of like a, like a loungy, jazzy kind of 60s hippie vibe. Mm-hmm. That song that you just played, yeah, it was, was more of like your, your almost like, um, Greenwich Village um, era, like folky, mm-hmm. like Mamas and the Papas and stuff like that vibe. Yeah, and you know they even had a they, they threw in a tambourine for good measure, you know, just to really seal the deal. Yeah, and the and the organ, you know, like the organ. And the organ yeah, man, pitch perfect. Yeah, and they've they've been progressing towards this sound ever since Harmonium came out in two thousand nine, and yeah, the, that's the thing about about this group, dude. If you like that vibe if you like that style i mean just just go through their their entire discography dude it's nothing but but fantastic songs yeah one after the other in this style i think my favorite record is celeste which was their second album it came out in 2010 just something about that one dude and um yeah and tropicalia i mean they're just all great and this is one of those groups like they take their time releasing albums it had been eight years between this one that just dropped and and tropicalia you know so they're kind of like for me it's kind of like when kings of convenience releases a an album it's like yeah oh man finally it's it's an event you know and you just know it's gonna be good yeah 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 well um there only once was on our best of our, our top 100 from the 2010s uh which was off that celeste record so you must have threw threw that one on there oh yeah so yeah long time Long time favorites. So anyways, that was the Sound Carriers in the top 10, I think, for me, favorite bands, always and forever. I love them. Love what they do. That song was called Saturate, and I'll pass it back to you, brother. All right. So it's no secret, Q, that we like shoegaze, you know? We love it. Yeah, this whole year has been lots of lots of shoegaze, you know, lots of 90s era bands. Pretty much nothing but that, man. Yeah. And we've also talked about some uh, some of the you know the heavier side of of shoegaze, uh, and there's a term for it, Q. But let me um, let me just read this quick bio. So this band is called Grivo, and this is another Texas band. This is a trio from Austin. I I just think this is funny because they're they're not embracing the term that we know and love. But I'm just going to read this sound. This is on their Spotify bio. Within the tidal sound waves and bleak timber, Grivo forges a distinctive personal connection that challenges the modern definitions of doom metal and shoegaze. Why don't they just go ahead and say it? It's called doom gaze, you know? Embrace it. <laughs> but yeah, this is a this is a a doom gaze band. Um, in the same vein as like uh, uh, we did an episode on spotlights this year. Uh, we've talked about Pincy Slow. Who have kind of the darker side, a little more kind of uh, alt rock, but you know, doom. The doom metal side of it is just the, uh, as they say here, slow methodical hooks. And yeah, here's another good sentence. I like other. I like letting other people say things. Q. <laughs> Grievo combines slow methodical hooks and warm tube amplifiers to artfully reestablish the link between heavy guitars and down tempo pop. That's a good way hmm. to describe that. I'm intrigued. And that's kind of what Doomgaze does, right? It's slower tempos, heavier guitar sounds with 
the more kind of shoegaze vocals. So here we go. This is a really great record. This one's been sitting on my my um, my best of 2022 playlist almost the entire year. I think I stumbled upon them and decided to save it. This is the title track off of their record, Omit. Yeah, dude, they should have just come come out and said it, man. Doomgaze. Yeah, I, what I like about Doomgaze, you know, besides the, the the fact that it's two of my favorite subgenres, is I, I think the two the two blend really really well together. Uh, yeah, I think the 
the wall of sound type shoegaze stuff um when like kind of slowed down and like you kind of take your time with it and stuff like that i think it creates more to like that that atmosphere and that like the the, the mood and the way that the that wall of sound kind of like wraps itself around you i feel like when it's when it takes its time with it like that and like is really like intentional and stuff i think it's great and that's that that song is a perfect example of that yeah and you're right it does pair really well with like the more heavy metal side like Mm -hmm. it really draws you in and envelops you in a really cool way yeah and, and with with a band like spotlights um they are are a little bit heavier they actually do some proper metal in their songs. You know, there's there's really no metal, quote unquote, in this Grievo record. But the like the pacing of of doom metal, that sludginess is kind of there. Like it's it's there under the surface a little bit. And yeah, I think I just think it works really well. And this record, there's not a track under five minutes. There's, you know, there's a song that's about, you know, almost seven and a half minutes long. So like, that's also kind of on par with a doom, a doom metal song. Like if, you know, if the, if the tempo's kind of on the, on the slower end, you know, it's going to take, take a little bit to get to that first chorus, you know what I mean? <laughs> so that's why these songs are nice and long, you know, but I, I like it. I like when a song has breathing room and stuff like that and can sort of take its time. Well, you're all about the runway, dude, and the, and the cruising altitude. I like runways, man. <laughs> Anyway, so that band was called Grievo. Uh, that that record came out earlier this year. It's called Omit. Check them out. And Q, I'm going to pass it back to you. What do you got? All right, man, I'm going to do it. I'm going to bring a track from Lucifer on the Sofa. All right, here we go. Inevitable. And <laughs> Yeah. And I'm having trouble picking which one, dude. So tell the listeners out there who aren't. Oh. My bad. Fans. You know, I always just assume that people are on the same page that I, all I have to do yeah. is bring up the the album name and, and we all know who we're talking about. Uh, Spoon. Always and forever for both Travis and I, one of our favorite bands. Yeah. They have to be in the top five for me. Always and forever. And they dropped an album called Lucifer on the Sofa back in February of this year. I fell in love with it through the, the first listen, dude. Actually, it was... I want to say I was driving. It was a, like a road trip kind of thing. It was like a day trip I took with Sarah somewhere. She was going to drop off some products for her company. And it was a long drive. And I think she fell asleep in the passenger seat. So I queued up this album, you know, and it was just me in the road and a brand new Spoon album. And it's a short and sweet record, you know. It's just, and it's just, I think it's a perfect Spoon record. And I love how short it is, you know, it's just compact and you're there with it and you love it and it's over. And it's, uh, you know, it's Spoon doing what they do best, right? Which is just crank out yeah. these these great riffs and hooks and yeah. Brit just, you know, being Brit. He's one of the best rock vocalists of all time, I think. And Jim being Jim. I yeah, think Jim being that, Jim. Yeah, his, his drum beats uh, and everything else that he provides with the with the recordings of these songs, dude. Yeah, they're they're great, dude. They're just such a great pair. So yeah, dude, I think I'm gonna play one of the one of the lighter songs, like one of the quieter ones. Mm-hmm. Cause, you know, they brought they brought their super catchy riffs, you know, this kind of riffs and songs you're always gonna hear on a spoon record. But this track is a little bit different and that's what I love about it. It's a little acoustic track, dude. 
so this one is track eight on the record. This song is called Astral Jacket. It's a perfect spoon song. Uh, on a perfect spoon record, man. Yeah, it really kind of showcases what they've always done really well. You know, there's always like the the you know the manipulation on on the vocals to make it almost like you know, uh, sort of like you know, adding like the delay on it and like the kind of choppiness to it. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They've always kept it simple. You know, their songs are yeah. always just straightforward, simple, and it's like delivery as far as as far as verse chorus goes and you know, the melodies are always simple, but yeah, then they, then they, they put their stamp on it with that. You know, they're always have like, it feels like they have a, it's very playful vibe, like in the studio, you know, and they, you can tell that they always have fun and experiment in the studio. And a lot of that stuff makes its way on the album. There's a lot of like manipulation that happens when they're mixing it all together to kind of, yeah. You know, add something, different to it they, they grab they grab your attention they know how to keep it right like yeah because they're always doing something a little bit different to like kind of make you pay attention and sort of catch you off guard and stuff like that and even on a straightforward simple song like that they, they still manage to do it yeah and 
and like I said, dude, you know, it's a perfect spoon album and that rings true in like the flow from track to track. Like this song among the rest of the album, like this is towards the end of the, the record by this point. I mean, it's just, you're just like, man, I like, you know, I think it was, I say it, we say this every time a new spoon record comes out, but you fall in love with the band all over again with every record. And that happens with this one, just with the way that it flows and the journey that it takes you on. As cheesy as that sounds, this is a really great example of how they do that. Well, yeah, it's one of those bands that, that you know, kind of like we were saying earlier, with every record they put out, they're at the top of their game again. You know what I mean? Like they've never, they've never faltered, you know? Well, that's the thing. Dude, they've been around so long and, and they've... Since the 90s. They have that cult following status to where if they wanted to they could phone it in for the rest of their career and just spit out more you know cookie cutter spoon albums but they don't they easily could with their status in the indie world but they don't you know they're constantly evolving and you can tell that they love being spoon right like they love doing what they do and i appreciate that about them all right well we got four more songs to play, dude. <laughs> we're so we're really bad about rapid fire. Yeah, it's hard to do. It's hard to keep it keep it short. So this is a Portland-based um, composer who mostly does video game soundtracks, and this particular video game I've never played before, but I'm a fan of this particular musician. His name is Amos Roddy, and the video game is called Citizen Sleeper. It's just really solid, hypnagogic pop, if you will. And I thought of Boards of Canada or or Tycho in a little bit here and there. All right, so here you go. The song, again, is off the video game soundtrack, Citizen Sleeper. And this song is called Matsutake.
I loved every second of that, dude. Every millisecond. I'm telling you, man. Video game soundtracks. It is sort of like an untapped source for this type of electronic music, right? Forget that it's part of a video game. Like it, you know, we're not talking about, you know, Mario. You know what I mean? Like right. that that's what people think of when they think of video game music. Like it's yeah. it is electronic musicians who are typically making video game soundtracks these days. And like he was saying, he was inspired by Boards of Canada. That sounded like a Tycho or or a Boards of Canada type song, right? Very that much hypnagogic so, yeah. pop style of like minimal yeah. electronic music. And the whole record's like that, man. If you looked at I loved every millisecond of that, cue up the record, man. It's it's a very it's very long. It's like twenty three tracks. It's an hour and ten minutes long, and it all sounds like that, man. Here, let me just read this, and then I'll pass it off to you. In the spirit of rapid fire, <laughs> here's some descriptors, and I think they apply perfectly to that particular song. His work has been described as hypnotic by the Washington Post, fantastically atmospheric by IGN, unique and peaceful by the Guardian and communicates a kind of hope beyond hope by vice nice and yeah that's that's a good way to describe it and i think that's a good way to describe a lot of that subset of electronic music like the the kind of um lo-fi hypnagogic pop it's fantastically atmospheric i think that's a good way to describe it yeah it's all great. right so again that was amos roddy and that song was called matsutaki off of the Citizen Sleeper video game soundtrack. And I'm going to pass it back to you. And we got two more tracks. Three more tracks, Q. Three more tracks, dude. I'm just going to go right into this one, man, because it's a really good companion to that song. Uh, and this is weird, dude, because I feel like, and I, I've tried to search back through our episodes to see if I have, in fact, brought music from this group before. And I I can't see, I don't see their name anywhere in our past episodes. This is a group called Sus, S-U-S-S. I've never, that's not ringing a bell. Okay. They look old to you. Well, they've been doing this for a while. And it looks like Jeff Bridges combined with <laughs> Robert Plant. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me, let me read this. Uh, actually, this is a super short and sweet sentence that describes what they are and what they do perfectly. It said, the idea started with two words, ambient and country. Interesting. Yeah, so one, their music popped up for me in some random ambient playlist when I was, I was really into like dark ambient kind of music when I first started back in school. That was just like my soundtrack for studying was just like dark and heavy ambience. And these guys found their way on one of those playlists. They've been dropping a lot of singles lately, and most of their singles are like five songs, you know? So they're like little albums. Uh, this one came out, it's called Heat Haze, came out back in June of this year. Uh, and this is more of just like a one of my favorite groups of the last year, because like they released another record not that long ago, back in November called winter was hard and all the songs are, are just great, you know, so I'm not really, really, I'm going to try to pick a song that just kind of showcases what they do. So here we go. This is sus. And this track is called shimmer. Mm -hmm. 
kind of puts you in a trance you know yeah and it's that super twangy like slide guitar Mm -hmm. that they bring into a lot of their stuff do they do they ever sing or is it all instrumental it's all instrumental interesting that's cool because um for the longest time when i when i think of the term ambient and country i've always gone to this this record by Harold Budd, who we've talked about before plenty of times. He's an ambient composer. They've they are they share playlists. Like they're on the same playlist. Yeah. They show up with Harold Budd a lot. Yeah, there, there's a record in particular called By the Dawn's Early Light that is a Harold Budd record. And it's kind of that same it's got the slide guitar. But yeah, that came out in ninety one. Yeah. Yeah, nineteen ninety one. That's funny, so, dude. I just I just hearted 
this. Um, oh, you're gonna like love it now. A couple weeks yeah. ago, you're gonna love it. So uh, it, it's really interesting. I don't know the full story behind the record, but you see how there's a, a few tracks on there that say poem, right? Mm-hmm. It's literally a poem. So like, okay, there's a story cool. that's being told, like the spoken cool. word kind of stuff. But yeah, mm-hmm. then it's got that that great, really beautiful slide guitar. That the funny thing about slide guitar, hey, I'm not a fan of country music. I think I've said it Me before neither. on this. So I associate twang with a style of music that I really don't like, right? But man, when it's when it's done in and like a twang can be very like um, emotionally impactful for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, really good music to just kind of cue up in the background. Pass it back to you as your last song for the day. And coming off of Amos Roddy and Sus, here is our our, our 180 for the day. Because this is on the polar opposite spectrum of music. It's not Meshuggah or heavy metal or anything like that. Uh, but it is kind of very dancey electronic music. This artist has appeared on this pod uh, this year. Uh, I brought a a track from hers on what you heard, but she goes by the name Vitesse X, and she is a part of the um, 100% Electronica family. Which, if you are um, a fan of electronic music, you, you probably and, and like Vaporwave and that kind of stuff, you probably have heard the name, or at least the name George Clanton, and that's his record label but anyway oh yeah nice what i love about her and here here we go again dude we're bringing back the the 90s this is from her spotify uh, bio vitess x has captivated her fan base with retro futuristic sounds and blissful vocal melodies that transport you to a dimension both foreign and familiar proudly taking her seat at the intersection of modern rave and 90s nostalgia the New York-based producer and DJ is arriving at a new sonic frontier that is both wildly invigorating and emphatically seducing. I said this last time we played a track by her, but what's interesting about her is that she started out her music career playing guitar and bass in punk, shoegaze, and chill rave bands, which is really cool. So she has that, you know, background, right? She she comes from that that scene. And then she just sort of became a DJ after that and then has sort of evolved into what she's doing now. So I'm going to play a track off of her her record that came out in March of this year called Us Ephemeral. And this song is called Therma Maxima.
Yeah, man. Fucking fantastic, dude. The, uh, you know, she was harmonizing with herself there. Mm-hmm. The, uh, like the background vocals kind of gave me the shot a vibe. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about that. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that, like that classic kind of drum and bass drums uh-huh. in the background too, right? Yep. Yeah. Which is great. Um, and yeah, the, her vocals are very breathy, kind of dreamy. Uh, so, you know, it's no surprise that she, she has some shoegaze, um, experience on her resume, uh, as it were. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I feel like it's a good, a good time to be a fan of, of, if you're a fan of nineties music, it's coming back in, in, in a great way. Um, with indie rock and even electronic music. I mean, you know, like with my earlier track from Rip Swirl, you know, like, I mean, you know, with music, everything goes in cycles, right? And so like, we're in a pretty, pretty good spot right now as far as like music has, has kind of made a full circle back to, back to Y2K and the nineties and stuff like that, which is, which is great because I love that era um, of, of, of music. And I've been waiting for, for good rock music to come back. And I feel like it's back. Um, electronic music has always been great. Uh, it just evolves and changes and stuff like that. Yeah. Good. Uh, you know, think about it in the 2010s, we had, we had the, the chill wave and we had the hypnagogic pop of, of, of Tycho and, and like electronic music has, has always, has always been good, I think. But then you know, now it's kind of going back to, Going back to kind of like uh, nodding back to the 2000s and 90s and stuff like that, which is great. Um, yeah, it's anyway. good stuff, dude. It's exciting. So, yeah, times. Vitesse X is the name of that artist. Check out her record, Us Ephemeral. Um, and yeah, I'm throwing it back to you. How, how are you going to close us out here, Q? All right, dude. So, uh, once again, man, I was planning on saving this track for a little bit later on, but I think it pairs well with that one. And this is this group is 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 something else, man. Um, they go by Fivel is Glock or Glauk. I don't know how to uh, say that. I saw that pop up, that that name pop up recently. Actually, yeah. So they've got an interesting little story here. I'll read it real quick. Read it real quick. Is Here's that a play f- on like Fivel goes west? I, I'm guessing, yeah. My my guess is. <laughs> It says, French, French singer and visual artist Ma Clement met American songwriter Zach Phillips in 2018 as he reeled from a concussion after colliding with a Brussels street lamp. What? Okay. So he, I don't know, maybe he was on a bicycle or something. Something happened. He bangs, he crashes into a street lamp and she runs over and helps him out. That's what it sounds like to me. She met him as he was reeling from this concussion. Anyways. Interesting. It's one of the stories, man. Uh, so the first album of theirs that I heard a track from just came out just last year called God's Trash Men Sent to Write the Mess. And it's, man, it's like very DIY. Uh, it sounds like it's recorded on like a cassette. Um, super cheap Bedroom mics. Pop. Uh, yeah sure bedroom pop but like <laughs> lo-fi <laughs> it's very like jazzy and just really really like caught my attention 
And uh, now I haven't actually listened to their full length record that came out this year. I actually didn't even know that it dropped, but I heard a single from it. Uh, but this album of theirs is called Flaming Swords. Uh, basically, they got better equipment. You know, they got to go into an actual studio uh, and drop a record. And man, dude, I'm I'm so excited to hear more from them. So uh, this track I'm going to play actually doesn't appear on the full length. Uh, so again, it came out earlier this year on the on a single. Uh, so here we go. This is again Fievel is Glock, and this song is called The River. for that that's great man. that was amazing um right so unique too yeah and they kept it was hard for me to figure out when to fade it out i just wanted to keep listening. yeah because they kept they kept uh surprising you you know like yeah all sorts of stuff going on um and left turns and, and stuff and i love the the playfulness between her vocals and the saxophone mm-hmm. um if that was a saxophone uh, yeah, I don't know my wind, my wind instruments, dude. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah no, I yeah. like her her cadence, her delivery. Mm-hmm. You know, with with the lyrics, it's almost like um, dry cleaners. Yes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Or um, that that band I brought a few weeks ago. I, I brought. I went out and bought the record immediately. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking uh, about. Ha, ha, ha. 
like, oh man, uh, floaty, F- floaty. The band was called floaty. Yeah. Um, so the funny thing is now I remember where I saw that name recently. They were on my release radar this week. So they just put out a new record or a new EP or, or something called flaming swords. Yeah, dude. So I, I, I haven't even listened to that album yet all the way through. Uh, I was only just familiar or I, I only knew about the single that they released earlier, but I think it is worth mentioning too that. So I mentioned that their album from last year, God's Trashman, sent to write the mess. Very like recorded live, you know, very uh, DIY and kind of harsh on the ears because it's mm. cheaply done. But yeah, yeah. Among others, Stereo Lab took note and asked mm. Five to support them on a full US tour. That's a perfect so match, man. It is a perfect match, yeah. And so, yeah, that, I think that's where they're how they're you know where the how they're finding the success now is is even on a really cheaply recorded record, it's this kind of stuff, you know, like really yeah. unique, um, different kind of jazzy stuff. And there's almost some 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 math rock vibes to it, as far as like yeah. the, the fast tempos and and, and whatnot, the, the switching it up and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, really good Which stuff. Great. Yeah, probably a top five discovery of this year. Um, and dude, I'm just I'm bringing all the all the goodies early this year, just because I'm I'm kind of like I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of just flowing from from song to song. But okay. that's all right, dude. I'm you know I'm still saving really good ones for for our last. Our fourth week, yeah. yeah, cool. So yeah, that's it, dude. That was a good, good collection of tunes. I feel like. Well, all right. Um, yeah. So that was it. We don't have an outro song for today, but that's okay. Actually, you know what, dude? I think I can pull one out for us because uh, yeah, okay. my nephew-in-law. We share tunes all the time with each other. Okay, all right. And he sent me. I think he just gave me the album to listen to. Yeah, uh, so I'll just pick a song from the album. Kind of in the same vein, it's kind of jazzy. And uh, it's a group called Domi and J.D. Beck. And I was getting, so he, he thought it kind of reminded, it was kind of in a Mac DeMarco vein. Okay. I was getting some Michael Franks vibes. Ooh. Very like easy listening, jazzy kind of stuff. Cool. So, yeah, yeah, well... We'll fade out with with a track from that album of theirs. It's called Not Tight. Just came out in July of this year. So uh, let's see. Yeah, I'll just I'll just play the second track on the record uh, to fade us out. So yeah, next week we'll be coming at you with another. Well, even less than a week from now, dude. In like five days, five six mm-hmm. days, four days maybe. Uh, we'll be coming at you with five with ten more tracks. Um, some more of our favorites from this year. All right, Q. Well, shout out to to Wesley. Uh, thank you, dude. Keep sharing the tunes with me, man. I love it. Uh, again, this artist is called Dami and J.D. Beck. And uh, let's fade out with track two. This one's called What Up. And uh, thank you, as always, for listening. My name's Quentin. My name is Travis. Y'all take care.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 